You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to discuss and ask the question, should Dennis Rodman's number be retired by the Chicago Bulls? We're also going to answer, uh, was Noah Lyles actually right about Team USA or the NBA, we should say? And then lastly, we're going to ask the question, should Alice Caruso have been included in the top 100? We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or in the promo code locked on NBA for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Hey, man, brain just went blank, bro. Like it was like, hey, man, what happened? Restart, bro. My brain got caught in the middle of a restart, man. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, you know how you get those window updates as soon as you're working on something and it'd be like <laughs> computer shutting down. Update that's a 4%. whole wasn't that that was a part of like they had a, a, a parody movie. Um, and it was supposed to be like they were saving Earth, and Microsoft went through an update right in the middle of it. <laughs> but it was, just like, <laughs> it, was like, it was like, we have two hours until Microsoft resets. Dang it, Microsoft. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> but accurate, but accurate. But, accurate. but uh, let's get into the topics, man. Dennis Rodman was back in Chicago. I think it said for the first time in 13, was it been 13, 13 years? years? Was Dennis not here the year that the All Star Game well, was in Chicago? Well, I think I think I think what happened. He's saying it's the first time he's been back in the United Center. In that makes more years. sense. That makes more sense. But he I was, guess that would say that yeah, Dennis Rodman didn't come to the All Star Game. Yeah, he was he was uh, he was there with AEW Wrestling for one of their pay per views, and in this he did talk about how he would like to see his number, his jersey retired, and hanging up there with Pippen and Jordan's like. I know played only a very small window for the Chicago Bulls, but in that time, won three titles. Um, what do you think about that? Does Dennis Rodman stand the chance of getting his jersey retired by the Chicago Bulls? I think here's the thing. And and normally I would say no because of the length of years, right? But the success speaks for itself. But realistically, the, the main thing is when you think of Dennis Rodman, what jersey do you think of him in? I, if I mean, you I'm a pick Bulls up him Bulls, so yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That means that he's ingrati- he ingratiated himself so much in his time here in Chicago that that's where you think. Of. I, I mean, I really do. Like, I'm sure maybe people in Detroit pull up Pistons, right? Because that's mm-hmm. the, the image that you've seen of him. But I think for most people in the world, you don't think of Dennis Rodman being a part of the Bad Boys Pistons because he wasn't. While he was great on there, right? He was more of the the um, complimentary. Yeah, like a complimentary. I don't want to say that either because he was very uh, a very instrumental piece in them winning championships. Yeah, but he was like he was like a the 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 who's a who's a good name like a Harrison Barnes almost on that team. That's that feels bad, disrespectful, but it's it's kind of in the right or Andrew Wiggins on the last um, Warriors championship team, right where you looked at what he did and you was like, hey, we probably don't win this championship if you're not doing what you do. 
but he wasn't the main focal point that you were talking about all season. With the mm -hmm. Chicago Bulls, he was. Dennis Rodman was a storyline in this month. Yeah. Dennis was doing all kind of stuff. He was marrying himself, doggone, had the hair going, everything. You know what I mean? Like, it was, and it Carmen was a crazy Electra. time. You said what? And Carmen Electra. Yeah. And, and himself and Carmen Electra. That's an impressive feat, actually. That's an impressive feat there, brother. I, that's um, what I call a threesome. Anyway, but what I'm saying is that I just feel that, you know, because of how instrumental he was in Bulls history, especially on those last three championships, I do think that the number 91 should be retired. But I, I can't sit here and tell you that I couldn't entertain an argument for why it shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand, but I, I think the titles, because keep in mind, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Well, I'm, we're not talking about that. We're talking about just what he did with the Chicago Bulls, which yeah, this makes is, this even, is just even more number in the rafters. Yeah, so three titles here in Chicago. Uh, didn't never became an All Star here in Chicago though, but he did. Uh, he won the uh, the rebounding title every single year he was here in Chicago. He was All Defensive First Team one of the years he was here in Chicago as well. And all, overall, keep in mind when you retire a, jer a player's number just within that organization it's it's just just the impact that they had for your team and he was influential in winning three titles in a row hey I, and i feel like i feel like this might go back to the uh the the andre drummond argument on will he mm -hmm. make the hall of fame just off of rebounds Dennis Rodman a very key candidate for that well Dennis Rodman <laughs> is in the hall of fame I, exactly <laughs> but, but, but now again, now like now about, but what championships we, with that championships as well. very different matter very different. Five, a five-time champion like hey it, but when it, you it, look at his rebounding numbers bro it's insane oh yeah he, he had looked, an average, a year of averaging like, 18 rebounds per game bro that's crazy not in the bulls i think that was with the pistons but that's crazy bro with the bulls he averaged 14.9 15 rebounds 16 rebounds 15 rebounds in his three years here that's, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane, bro. And was was an elite defender. I mean, I think I think you got to throw his name up. Here's the thing, too. He's a major part of the story. Yeah. They probably don't three-peat again. They might win again, but they probably don't three-peat again without Dennis Rodman being added to that team. He's a major part of the story. He was a major contributor when Scottie Pippen went out due to injury. He was a major contributor uh, uh, um, as, as far as the rebounding game and as far as somebody who could defend one through five, basically. I mean, like, he, he, was, he was elite at, at what he did. And so for me, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you got to put Dennis Rodman in the rafters because of everything else that he did. But like I said, man, like, when you Google Dennis Rodman, he don't pop up in a Pistons jersey. That's a good point. That's a good point. And his number is retired by the Pistons, which he definitely deserves there for the time that he put in. But, I mean, here's the thing. We haven't seen the Bulls retire a jersey in a long time. When you look at the next can – the candidates who have not had their jerseys retired yet, is Robin – where do you place Robin on the list? Because you got to look at some, some notable names that come to mind. Of course, Noah, Rose, Robin come to mind as well. Uh, of course, Rodman should have been done though. Who's wearing yeah. 91? Let's see. It's not, it's not like I'm taking away that number. And Dennis Rodman wore it. I better be coming in average it. Like, if Andre Drummond said, I want to wear 91, I'd allow it. This is the only person, <laughs> like the greatest rebounder down to the next greatest rebounder. Like, yeah. okay, I bet. Dennis Rodman is the only person to ever wear 91 for the Chicago. Retire the number, retire it. Like, I'm nobody's wearing it. Like, at this point, yeah. like, it's not even, right, here's the thing. It's not even a situation where, right, like, Derrick Rose, right, like, I wish somebody, like, we've seen the, the reports, right, nobody told Michael Carter-Williams one wasn't available. Wasn't that him? Mm. 
yeah, when he showed up him. here and Bulls yeah. fans ripped him apart. And he was mm -hmm. like, my bad, y'all. Like, didn't nobody tell me. Like, first off, how you not telling somebody? But like, bro, like, number one, like, nobody's going to wear this number. That's Chicago's son. Yeah. Nobody's going to put this on. Retire that number. No one's going to wear 91. The one guy that I'd be okay with wearing it is on the team right now. He's wearing three. As far <laughs> away from 91 as you can get. <laughs> Retire the number. What are we waiting on here? Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I... We're waiting on Chris Getz to win a World Series. That's what we're waiting on. That's that's the <laughs> bro. Don't even get me started, bro. Like, I'm trying to come in here with the proper energy, bro. I'm so the 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 Sox hole situation just frustrates me more and more every day that goes by. Hey man, every I mean, day. listen, it's it's all about keep you you gotta go with what you feel in your gut, man. That's all I say. <laughs> that's what Mariah Mills did, and you saw how that got her. Where I was that going got with her. the lady that shot herself. You went to Mariah Mills. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> Okay, this is why this, I tried to lead him down the right path, y'all. I swear I did. I swear Either I did. path was death and destruction. Like, what do you mean? What like you act like one path was holy? Like, what are we talking there was about? A, there was a split road, and neither one of them was good. Yeah, neither one of them was good. It all leads back to the same place, uh, which is calamity. Uh, <laughs> who gets the number retired first, Dennis Rodman or Derrick Rose? I want to say Dennis because of the time, but like, is, how long Jordan and Pippen number been retired? God, over a decade at this point. Bro, like, 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 what are we waiting on here? Like, what are we, like yeah. I got, I guess I got to go Derrick Rose realistically, but maybe, maybe because Rodman brought it up, now it'll be looked a storyline. It may, maybe now it'll be looked at. It'll be a storyline, and I ain't gonna lie to you. If I could have an ambassador for anything, I love Joe. But we can't get Dennis in here as an ambassador, too. The, the problem is you probably could, but then you got to be worried also about what else Dennis may do. I, th I think I that's think the that, reason you've ever seen. I think that's why I'm paying him. <laughs> well, see, and there that, that is that is why Jerry Reinsdorf owns the team instead of <laughs> Pat Warren's only. Like, there's a big difference in that. That's why I'm paying him. Yeah. Wait, well, you saw Dennis doing what? Cocaine in the bathroom? I can't believe it. <laughs> and Dennis more cocaine. That's funny. Next up, we're going to be asking the question if Noah Lyles was actually right after Team USA gets completely demolished uh, in a game morally more than anything. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good because bird dog straight stretch khaki shorts are, de are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and lay, giving you a truly sculpted look. Uh, bird dog shorts do the same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dog uses anti-stick sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. Uh, go to birddogs.com slash locked on or enter promo code locked on NBA at checkout for free Bird Dogs bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't run to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. All right, Pat. Noah Lyles, man, me and you came on here. We talked about the marriage. I think we both kind of settled on. I, I, well, I don't think we're on actually on opposite sides of that uh, when it was all said and done. But uh, then to, Team USA goes out and looks like little kids playing against Lithuania, bro. Like, they couldn't get a rebound, bro, like to save their life, much less stop anything in the paint. It was ugly. So was Noah Lyles right? 
Noah Lyles is right, and and he's not right in the sense that another team, if we sent our best right, because the rest of the world is sending their best. Mm-hmm. We sent Bobby Portis. Right? He's not right in the sense that another team would be able to come in and claim world champion over the U.S. if the U.S. sends his best, but that's not the point he was making. Mm-hmm. And I think Stephen A. Smith brought this point out. I already see the comments coming out. But it, it was a good point. It made me change my opinion on it because I was very much like the best players in the world come to America. So you're getting the best from the world, and American players are a big reason in why the NBA is successful, all that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the same thing happens for the EPL. And we never call Manchester United the world champion. So I will I will back off of my point of that he's wrong about a world champion being because the U.S. is has the best league and has the best players that that team is the world champion. But I will I won't back off of my point that. America's best is still better than everybody's best by a mile. If I put the five best Americans in the world together, you're probably not going to beat us in basketball. But it's also, I mean, America's light years ahead of the rest of the world in this sport, right? Everybody doesn't play basketball. The rest of the world's best, best athletes play soccer. That's why you look at a league like the EPL, like La Liga, like the Bundesliga, stuff like that. And you sit there and go, oh yeah, well, like, what if that 6'5 guy was playing basketball instead of soccer? And right. that's how we got Cristiano Felicia. Also how we got Joel Embiid, though. Okay. Facts, Joel Embiid facts. was a goalie. Yeah, I mean, we went opposite ends of the spectrum. Touche. Touche. MVP. <laughs> I mean, and they both got paid. So shout out to that. Uh <laughs> But no, the, the 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 comparison you make with the EPL is definitely, I, I understand. I mean, you've had this talk off air. I still look at it a little bit different when it comes to the NBA because it is such a worldwide, like, representation and how the champions have usually players that are international on it, whereas in the EPL, you're not yeah. going to find very many Americans over there, but it is because we suck at soccer. It's because uh, we suck, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like that's, the, that's the toughest part, right? Yeah. Like, if so, Tim Howard played in the EPL, we'd have been like, oh, cool. If the rest of the America played in the EPL, we'd be like, that's not good. You shouldn't. What you doing? <laughs> You're about to get embarrassed, bro. You're about to get embarrassed. Uh, but, I mean, it, overall, I, I I still more so understand and still sticking with my original position is I understand why the NBA champions are looked at as the world champions. That's just how my opinion on it is. I think we're still an international league. Um, but with that said, it, you know, when, when your team – the team that's representing your country, because that's, that is what it is at this point. Yes, we didn't send our best over there. But when they lose to Lithuania, and the manner in which they did too, bro. Like, I know they had a little bit of, of a brief comeback in the fourth where they looked like they were going to make it interesting. But let's be real. Yeah. That game was over with since about two minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. It, so. it wasn't it wasn't competitive and it showed it showed the difference in you know how America's style of basketball is shifting versus the rest of the world. The rest of the world, while they do have big men that can shoot, still want big men that are big men. Yeah. Nikola Jokic can shoot. You're still not gonna dominate him in the post. I mean, like he's huge. He's still 290 pounds. Yeah. I mean that that's a great point because 
you know, everybody, we go to this positionless basketball, which is great, right? And, you know, Amy Neesman over in the, in the WNBA put it the best that I've ever heard of put. She's like, well, we don't work like we don't work on things and just say, oh, that you're a guard. You only work on that. Everybody works on everything uh, over uh, in, in foreign countries. And I think that that's what you want to get to with positionless basketball, positionless basketball. You want all five people to be able to be, be able to do a little bit of everything, dribble, shoot, uh, all the, all the type of thing, defend. Um, and, but it's now gone from that to like, oh, so that we can have five players on the court can do all that. Billy Donovan's running Nate Robinson as your starting center. Like that's the type of thing that we're starting to see. You see know but I, and I think that's the thing too, right? Like I think the opposite way of that. I think we just don't build our big men in this manner anymore. We don't respect the big men that come in because there's no training program for that anymore. But let's be real with you, right? If you're shooting big, but on the other end, you got to guard Shaq all night, you're mm. not going to be able to shoot. Like, can Shaq guard you? Probably not, but you're going to be exhausted. And that's the part where the, I think the NBA, I, very much like every sport, right? When you're trying to change something to the other one, I think we overcorrected too far because mm -hmm. we just don't play the big man or have a training regimen for the big man who would be the Shaqs or, um, you know, the, the Andre Drummonds or whoever, you know, those dominant bigs back in the day when it was more of a we're going to play down in a post type of league where, Listen, all night you had to sit there and try and stop Shaq. And then I got to go down on the other end and shoot a 35-foot jump shot? Yeah, all right. <laughs> like, I think the the overcorrection of, like, I want skinny – I want Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren's a center. Chet Holmgren would not have a good game versus Shaq. And it's not because he's not skilled. It's not because he wouldn't be able to dribble past them. It's not because he wouldn't be able to shoot over them. It's going to be because I got to guard you on the other end, and I'm the only person out here that's seven foot. Now, Shaq is the extreme because of how dominant he is, but I think the overcorrection is something where the NBA, right, you saw it play out here. Guess what? Jonas Valanciunas ain't small. And he dominated you. And your Bro. best big was Bobby Portis. Hey, listen. <laughs> Jonas Valanciunas made uh, a, several of the, of the bigs on Team USA look like little kids out there. But, I mean, it's just, it's just like, who are the bigs? Like, you look at our biggest players, and it's just like, like Bob, they say Bobby Port is 6'10". Maybe. <laughs> no, but I Bobby feel like Port, it's an exaggerated 6'10". No, I think Bobby Portis is actually, I think he got, he's doing that Joe Kim Noah thing. I think he's a little bit taller than what his listed height is. You think I've so? seen him in person once, bro. And, like, Bobby Portis is a tall brother, bro. But I feel like he's still a lot shorter than Giannis. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, the, like, Giannis is what? Listed as 7'1"? Am I, am I just listed at? I think Giannis is listed at six eleven. Really? Oh yeah. See, I don't, bro. Some some of these people be capping one way or another. They're like Giannis, I get. Uh, I don't know, bro. Maybe uh, I don't know, man. Like how tall? Know. How tall are they listing Giannis here? Let me look. Giannis, I think they do list at six eleven. Because I don't think they count him as a seven foot. Though. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, you tall when they list you, or you know, you uh large when they list your wingspan. Man, I got a seven three wingspan. So Giannis is listed at six eleven. I think Bobby Portis like six nine. But no, I think he bro. came I'm, in. I'm at looking six, at his nine. picture here, and they're the same. They're damn near the same height, bro. But then again, there goes another one where they don't look. I don't, you know what bro, I mean? Like, what's going on with the optical yeah. illusions and the angles here? You know what bro, I'm saying? Hey. Like, Either but I way, mean, hey, listen, worst big scenario, Bobby, Bobby Portis ain't the best big you can send. And I think that's the problem, yeah. right? You think about it. Who's the best American big you can send? It really is Andre Drummond. 
It really is. All, all around game. I'm talking about like to send to this, like that could have competed in that Lithuania game with size, uh, 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 and ability to get up and down the court, ability to defend. Like it's it's Andre Drum. Like who's a better American big? Paolo's not American, right? I'm not tweaking on that. Paolo's not American. He is. He's on Team USA. Apollo is American. I'm tweaking. Yeah, I am tweaking on that. I'm <laughs> what? tweaking. Oh, like, wait a second. Are you accusing us of, 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 of cheating? No, no. Here? I thought because Paolo, Paolo's mixed, I think. Right? And he mixed with something else and he chose to play for Team USA. Bro, like, no he could have done bro. a duel. I, I, I didn't get that. A duel? But, I mean, listen, bro. Like, let's not act like we – like. Jaron Jackson Jr. should be performing better than what he's performing. Jaron Jackson Jr. played like Jaron Jackson Jr. plays every time we see him play. Bro, <laughs> like uh, you talk about size, like that dude's 250 pounds almost, bro. Like, like he, he should have the size to defend better than what he did. I'm not saying he should be locking people down, but he bro. should be performing better, bro. But he averaged five fouls a game versus this regular is true. Dudes. Yeah, this is true. Like he this didn't do anything different. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I look at the raw, like, the best big, okay, Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably the best American big we could have sent. Walker Kessler. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. But see, but you're looking at it, too, is the fact of just the sense of size. Like, I think that even, I, I still think Team USA, if they play Lithuania five times, they're winning four out of five, usually. Like, they're, they're like, you, the size mismatch for the team USA against most teams isn't this great thing where all of a sudden now we need to be looking at sending Andre Drummond's like we still have talent there but that matchup on that day just didn't work out for him I just I feel but I feel like we were talking about this with the Olympics we were talking about this with right like remember they sent over Kevin Durant and all them us and it was just like hey man we getting dominated on the boards out here like y'all gonna grab a rebound <laughs> Like, it's the same conversation, and so to but, me... But it also goes back, too, to the fundamental thing that me and you talk about as well. Because in, in the United States now, we're not teaching people to follow their shots anymore. And we're seeing a lot yeah. of that as well in Team USA. I'm yeah. not saying that that's the only... Size is still the biggest issue, but, like, we, we're seeing those, those things that we've gotten away from teaching. So now as the younger people are coming in, taking over the Olympics in Team USA, we're seeing some of those fundamentals that aren't taught regularly anymore start biting biting us in our butts i think it also just speaks to what the usa is too right like yeah. we're not sending our best for fever yeah we're sending our best maybe for the olympics it'll maybe. be different next year but we but we, we're not sending our best for fever and and i i think that's the thing too like the the united states doesn't look at playing for your country like it looks at playing for the nba yeah that's it just true. doesn't Yes, like we see Patty Mills go off every Olympics. He'll never do this in the league. Yeah. Look at Carleek Jones. Look at what Carleek's doing over there. <laughs> Carleek might be getting some playing time. Yeah, you know, Billy Donovan and AK is watching this. They like, oh, maybe, maybe he will make the roster. We need another guard, don't we? <laughs> I can see right now, bet this is what we're gonna run. We're gonna run Javon Carter at the one, Carleek Jones at the two. Alice Caruso is gonna be the, the four. No, Alice Caruso is still the four. I would assume is gonna be the three. And then we're gonna go ahead and bring in Yogo the Santos back. He's gonna be our starting five. <laughs> that's that's the future. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised by it, bro. I wouldn't Shout be out to Billy Don. Shout out to Billy Don. But we want to remind you guys that Locked on Bulls is free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube and the Odyssey app. Now, with that said, Pat, let's get into the last topic. Alice Caruso is a player that I think that people 
if you don't watch the game of basketball, you don't always understand the way that he impacts the game positively and uh, impacts winning. We don't, we're not even as good as we are without Alex Caruso, in my opinion. But with that said, there was an interesting article that came out. We and you talked about the, the top 100 articles and things like that. But there was one that came out. This one's from Pimpin' Ain't Easy. Um, and they talked, asked the question, should Alex Caruso actually have been on that top 100 list? And one of the things that they used to make this argument is that Alex Caruso was the only player that was all team first or second defense that didn't make the list of top 100 players. I think it's the fact that you can make the argument that Alex Caruso is the best guard defender in the NBA. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, like metrics wise, it speaks to it. I mean, what you see on the court, it speaks to it. And more times than not, we got him guarding a freaking power forward here in this system. Uh, and and I, I think le legitimately, Alex Caruso is the best. What what is he a two guard? I don't know what we quantify him. He's as. just a guard, bro. He's just, is, a guard. Is just the best guard defender that we've got in the league right now. It makes no sense that he wasn't on the list. I think he was on the list the year before, which is even more confusing because like he didn't get worse as a defender technically by most of the metrics. He got better. The Bulls' defense was top five in the NBA. Now take that yeah. with a grain of salt because right we all know how that went. Right, top five first half, bottom five second half. Basically, is what I saw on the court. Um, but I just. I, I don't I thought it was confusing when I saw this list without him, because when I first looked at the list, I looked at the list from the year before. And it seems like all that they did with all the Bulls was just like, we're going to move everybody down 18 spots. And so that basically put Alex Caruso off the list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then when you look at like Dylan Brooks also was all defensive second team. He didn't officially make the list, but he did get an honorable mention. Alice Caruso didn't even get that. I love your point that, yeah, Alice Caruso is one of, one of, if not the best guard defenders in the, in the NBA, the only other person I'd put up there with him. And then I think the, the metrics, uh, uh, support as well as Drew Holiday. And I mean, listen, uh, I watched Alice Caruso guard Jimmy Butler a heck of a lot better than Drew Holiday did, bro. You said that you can say that again, man. I just knew I knew Drew Holiday was going to be the the deciding factor in trying to shut that down. And uh, yeah, that Drew looked mighty pedestrian, bro. Hey, what what was it? He was uh, what did he end up being? Bro? Was it a hundred nine points on his top in two games, bro? Yeah, something like that. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. But I just. You know, I I think the thing about Caruso is too right. Like, of course, we're gonna be a lot more. We're going to side with him a lot more when it comes to, you know, what his game is and and what we see on a night in, night out basis. A lot of people aren't going to see that. But when you see what this guy does defensively to change a game, you know, it, it's it's hard to say that he's not on this list. Like it, it makes no and he's not a sexy pick. Right. Why? Because he's a six man. Right. You don't think he's a six man is your best defender. You think your six man is your quick offense off of the bench. Yeah. Realistically. He's our six man, and he's the guy that we call on when we need the most defense, when we need the most intensity, most pressure. You saw what him, Pat Bev, and P. Will were able to do together. He was a major catalyst of that. I think coming into this season, right, you'll see that with Javon Carter on the floor as well. You're going to have some dogs on this team defensively. And then, listen, at the end of the day, the one thing I'm not worried about with this Bulls team is defense. The thing that I'm worried about most is being able to score more points. 
yeah. knocking down more threes. Alice Caruso is the, like everybody was so quick to say, I'm ready to get rid of Alice Caruso. He's OK if we trade him away because he's not putting up 10, 15, 20 points. It, his, a game. his impact is not easily identifiable by the box score. And thus some Bulls, a lot of Bulls fans are going to underrate him because of that. And it's not replaceable, realistically. Yeah. There's really nobody not. on this team. Like, we could say Patrick Williams, whatever it is. Patrick Williams does not attack on defense at the point of attack that Alice Caruso does because he's too big. He can use his length. It's different. But getting into that body is going to change somebody. That's going to change how you attack that. That's a crazy way to say that. That's going to change how you attack the, attack the, that the body. Back. Hey, getting into that body will change you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's accurate. That's that's definitely hey, accurate. Listen. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's time to end the video, bro. Follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pastor Designer. <laughs> Watch your body. Oh, man. That is hilarious. You guys can follow me at CEO. Hey, CEO. H-A-I-Z-E, man. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls. Me and Pat will be back tomorrow again with more craziness and foolishness and Bulls news. We'll see which one comes first in the docket on that one, man. We Like we liked it every episode, man. Peace, y'all. Peace. That's crazy. <laughs>